Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So uh, one of my favorite things uh, that David describes God's word as, he says, the unfolding of your word brings light. So you know the scripture says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's such a real picture. And David really saw it like that. He's like, hey, listen, there's darkness in my world. It's because the word is closed, right? So when, when the word is, of God is closed, it's like the lights have gone out, right? It's like, nice work, team. It's like darkness is falling over. When, when the Bible opens up, it illuminates and brings light. Bring. Nice work, team. <laughs> so when the word of God is closed, it's closed. Here we go. It's dark. Just stay with me. I'm going to ride this out, okay? Special effects Sunday. Watch out. Yeah, 4D experience, exactly. Maybe I'm just jealous I wasn't in Hero. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to, you know, be theatrical. Um, we, you know, sometimes we go like, oh, I'm confused. I don't have clarity. What's next? How do I see forward? It feels like you're in a haze. It feels like you're dark. It's because the Word of God is closed. Uh, the Samuel, the, the boy, uh, Samuel, the Eli, the... The prophet that was his mentor says there wasn't much vision, right? There was no, right? He, he, was his, he had gone blind because he had stopped coming to God. He'd stopped honoring God. But when you open up God's word in your life, it illuminates and brings life. Amen? Amen? Um, so that, that seems simple, but it's really a way we can live, right? If you're like, oh, I feel like I'm stumbling, Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. Where does the light come? His word. Right? Your word's a lamp. It lights it. Now you might be like, come on, God, light the next 20 years. Doesn't, I mean, he might do that for you. So far, it hasn't happened for me. There's a reason why David says, lamp to my feet, light to my path. Right? A lot of times he's like, we'll talk. You ain't ready for it all. He's like, I'll, I'll tell you what's next. But we're not, we're not talking about 20 years from now. Like, that's, you, ain't, you, ain't, you can't handle that. <laughs> you know, and, and I really think that's a part of how God does it, right, is he communicates with us, and then he says, hey, come back and check in, and we'll talk about what's next, right? And there's an engagement that he has with us. But God's word is what illuminates. God's word is what uh, brings life. I, I love David's analogy, as a deer pants for the living water, for water. So my soul longs for you, right? It's like David understood where his life came from. 
He understood where the source of strength came from. He understood where courage came from. He understood where peace came from. He understood. He goes, hey, I'm not getting from anywhere else. I am going to God and his word. This is where I find life. This is where I find peace. This is where I find joy. This is where I find courage. This is where I find assurance. This is where I, I, I this, this is it. This is my source manual. This is the living and active word of God. If you've heard uh, people quote that scripture, right? The Bible is living and active. It's why uh, for the last, you know, decade plus, I've done a one-year Bible reading plan that reads well over the whole Bible in one year. And I read it every year. It's probably been more like 15 years where I've done that in a row now. And I've been reading the Bible for a while because my dad taught me to read it when I was young. But every year, guess what? I'm not like, ah, read that. Get something new, God. Like, no, no. Every time I read it every year, I'm just like, oh, so good. And I'm highlighting different stuff. Different stuff's popping out to me. I'm just like, oh, this is what I needed. And have you ever been, if you've been a Christian for a while and you read the Bible a lot, and then you're just like, how did I not see that before? Have you ever had that moment? You're like, has that been there the whole time? I need to check other Bibles. I feel like somebody snuck it in. It's like a brand new section. No, no, it's because it's living. It's right what you need, right when you need it. It's his light. It's life. It's truth. It's his word, right? And we got to get it every day. Got to get that bread every day, right? Listen, um, that's why in the Old Testament when God was supernaturally providing for his people in that deliverance and exodus season from Egypt into the promised land, one of the things he did is he provided manna, this unique, never seen before, supernatural heaven bread for his people to eat, and it would fall every morning. They'd wake up, there's manna, there's bread, there's fresh bread today. But what did God say to them? Don't collect more than one day's bread. Don't do it. You're gonna have a, you're gonna you're gonna think you want to, and people will try to hoard it. And if they kept more than they should have, it actually got maggot infested the next day. God was like, "I'm serious. Just do one day, okay?" But what was He teaching us? It was a principle He's teaching us that He wanted us to come to Him for fresh bread every day, every day. You know, and sometimes unintentionally, is that we'll treat church like. Okay, I'm going to go, this is like the bakery. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm coming to church. There's a bakery shop. You just walk in, oh, that fresh bread smell. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, I love that. I'm actually getting hungry right now. You know what I mean? You know the 11 o'clock service has a lot more food references in. <laughs> Statistically speaking, there's a lot more food references at this service. So you just smell that fresh bread. And you're like, oh, that's so good. I'm going to take enough for the week. Don't do it. This is today's bread. This is fresh today. But you need something fresh tomorrow. You need to go, you need to, go to God for that fresh bread. And guess what? We'll see you back here next week, and we're going to get something fresh next week. But I don't want you to try to live off of today till next Sunday. Don't, don't, don't live that way as a believer. You'll start getting, you know, malnourished, right? God has something fresh every day. Go to his word. So going to the Bible, and if you're like, oh, okay, I know, I'm supposed to read my Bible every day. It's a Christian thing to do. Please don't see it like that. 
Don't think of it like that, because then you start getting your head like, oh, shoot, I, I, I botched the reading plan. I'll just start over next year when everyone gets back on top of it. You know, like, this isn't a diet. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not a health nutrition plan. It's like, it, it's, it's a relationship with God, but he set it up for us to come to him every day for something fresh. So don't wake up and go like, oh, I missed my Bible. I'm a bad Christian. I'm a bad person. No, you might be a hungry Christian, but you're not a bad person. You know, just guess what you can do tomorrow? Just, just read it. Actually, do it tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to wait. And, and uh, Katie and I, when we're like, all right, it's time to get on track. You know, it's like marriage getaway, fitness plan, you know. Uh, or like beginning of the new year. And, and we're like, we're going to do this. And then, like, we're like, but we still like pasta. Uh, then, like, I'm just like, that's cool. We'll get them next time. We'll get it tomorrow. We'll be back on track. Kids, like, we're restarting. So I was like, we're restarting. Anyone like restarters out there? Like, you know, let's just start over. I'm like, no, let's not. Re- let's just keep going tomorrow. We're good. We're gonna make it. You know, we don't gotta restart all the time. You know what I mean? When it comes to your relationship with God, you don't need to go. Oh, I gotta restart. I broke it. I messed up. Bots to plan. No, no, that's not how God works with us. You know what I mean? Your kid, if you're a parent, your kid has a bad day, they freak out, they disobey you, they got drama. Guess what? You don't be like, all right, well, returning this kid, we're going to start over. You know what I mean? Or as a kid, you're not be like, well, I screwed up, made my parents mad, now it's over. No, no, you just, you just continue. The next day, you're back at it. You're still in the house. You're still a part of the family. They're still your parents. They're still your kids. And you do, yeah. Alicia's like, wait a second. <laughs> I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> uh, no, you just, you, you engage with God in a relationship, but he wants you to come to him every day because he's got something fresh for you. And he's not keeping a list of all the days you miss and be like, oh, now you want to talk? Okay. No, that's not how God interacts with us. He's just like, oh, man, I'm so glad you came to hang out today. I've been, I've been wanting to speak to you for a while, but it seems like you've been a little distracted, you know, been a little freaked out. But I want to talk to you. I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you. I got something fresh for you today, right? And if you have the temptation to go like, wow, that'd be great. I wish God would speak to me. He did, right? Right? And I love, I love it. It's very simple. Just like, you know, the whole dark and light. Oh, I see you. I see you up there getting wild. Okay. Dang. These guys got it. Um, you know, in the same way, in the same way it's light that's illuminated, it's, it, hey, man, I wish God would speak to me. He has. If you feel like God is silent, it's because your Bible is closed. Okay, so if I want to, if I, if I'm like, man, God, you to speak, he goes, I did. Now, as God got fresh, kind of like Rhema Word, we talk about where the Holy Spirit will illuminate something in the Word that is like a fresh word for the moment for you. Absolutely, will the Holy Spirit just speak to you and encourage you? Absolutely, but He usually amplifies what he has already said as a primary kind of text foundation that he he leads from. It's a little bit like when. Um, uh, you know, if, uh, if you've ever like had to study for a test and, uh, or you have a test coming up and you haven't studied, but you still ask people to pray that you know the answers to it. 
my God, you know, can you pray with me? I've had people do that, especially as a youth pastor for a while. Like, hey, what do you need prayer for? Hey, I got this test, big exams coming up. Okay, cool. How's the studying going? I haven't done that. Okay, so you're believing for like a big miracle. I just don't know what level of miracle we're talking about here. You're talking about like part in the seas kind of miracle where God's just going to implant the answers into your head without any study whatsoever. Okay, I just, I didn't know where we were at. I didn't know where we were at. But here's the truth, like what, when, when you study, it's easier to recall it. And actually, actually, that's a lot of the way God works with us is that when we put the word of God on the inside of us, then, then he, the Holy Spirit will illuminate the word. He will call it to mind, the Bible says. He will bring it to memory, right? So I want to consume the word of God, and then the Holy Spirit can, can elevate it. Amen? So the seed is certain. And um, I, I want to get into, I don't normally do this, so this is wild. I have four points today, okay? Normally, I just like, everything's like a point, just like one big point. But shout out to the note takers. This is for my wife and anybody else who's looking for, to be able to take actual notes. Uh, get ready. They're coming in hot, and they all rhyme, or they all start with the letter P, okay? It's going to be big. Yeah, Zach's stoked, okay? He's ready for it. Okay, so what are we going to do with the seed of God's Word? How do we allow it to do its work in us? Number one, we got to plow, right? So if you're going to plant a seed, you got to plow up the ground for it to be able to receive the seed, right? So I, I think of this in our lives. You know, God has a way of doing things. He has a word for you. He's got truth that he wants to bring to you. But sometimes we've hardened our hearts or our minds against God's truth because maybe we have embraced a cultural narrative of what is true. And so we're unreceptive to the truth of God's word. Or maybe an upbringing like this is just how we think as a family. This is how we think about money. This is how we think about the world. This is how we think about uh relationships. This is, just, this is just how we do it. Rather than going, okay, what does God say? What is, what is God's word saying? But sometimes if, if I'm so kind of blocked in my own heart to receive the truth that God wants to bring, and I have solidified my value system by a world's ideology, then I end up being resistant to the truth of God's word, and so it cannot produce in my life. So sometimes I got to break up the ground of my heart to be able to receive truth. And most of the time what happens is, is I have been so inundated by ideologies and messaging from culture and I have made decisions about what I believe. So then when somebody up here brings a truth or you're in a connect group and someone brings up something, you're like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Okay. Well, the question is not whether you like it. The question is whether it's true. That's the question. Well, I don't know if I, I like that approach. I don't know if I like you talking about pro-life. I don't know if I like you talking about gender stuff. I don't know if I like, right? Well, okay, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. The question is, what is true? That's what I want. I want what's true. And I think, I, you know, I'm not going to hit it 100% all the time, and neither are you. But the, the real, at the end of the day, the goal is not whether or not you're going to believe everything I say or what so-and-so says or that person says. The, the real big thing for all of us is, are we going to believe God's word? Am I going to receive what God says? And that's my goal is to constantly course correct my life back to the truth of what God 
says, right? Because that's where life is. That's where hope is. That's where peace is. That's where truth is. So I think if we could all just make a decision, because we're going to have different, maybe points of view on different things. But at the end of the day, what I just want all of us to do as a church is just make a decision that at the end of the day, what I want is to, to believe what God says, right? I want his truth in my life. And sometimes I grew up thinking just how God's word says, and I can put a big amen on it. And sometimes my viewpoint and my ideology is completely off from God's word, and it's more in alignment with the culture, and I just need to make a decision. I'm going to reject anything that's apart from the truth of God's word. And when I do that, man, that's when I'm ready to receive God's word. When I make a decision, I'm, just, I'm going to take what God says. That's what I want. Uh, that's what I want. It, you know, maybe, maybe it's uncomfortable because it's not how I grew up or it's not what the, the, the popular viewpoint is of the day. But at the end of the day, what I want is the truth of God's word in my life, right? So I've got to break up the ground. I've got I've to deal with those things that could block me from truth. You know, or maybe you have bad theological teaching as well around, especially you come to church like this. We believe the whole Bible, right, that even talks about the Holy Spirit, you know, I read, uh, I wrote the, the following Jesus book, and obviously for new believers, I talk about the Holy Spirit in that book. I talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, right? Well, every once in a while, I'll get a church that, that like, got a sample of it to see if they want to give it to new believers, and then they will write a letter to me, or email, because it's 2023, and uh, by Pony Express, they, they deliver. Uh, but they'll write an email and be like, I just don't know why that you would talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit because you just know that other churches, and I'm just like, and I'll, I'll usually respond back with something like, hey, thanks for your note. Um, I only put in the book what's in the Bible. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. So I just say, yeah, I only put in there what's in the Bible, so like, thanks for your input. Have a great day. Also, yeah, I really like sticking to the truth as well. I only put in the book what's in the Bible. Like, literally, I only quote what's in the Bible in that book, right? So you're like, anyways, it's a little passive-aggressive response. <laughs> Point number two. So we gotta, uh, we're going to plow up the ground, and then we've got to plant, right? Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, right? I, I love that that mindset, and that's what, what I was talking earlier, man, we got to get that daily bread, right? I just need to get more of God's Word in me. You know, I, I love, I listen to all kinds of different audible books. I'll, I'll watch different courses. I'm always training. I always wanting to keep good inputs coming in, but at the end of the day, the number one book I'm going to keep reading, no, it's not any of my books. It's the Bible, Okay. That's what I'm going to read over and over and over again. If I, if I have time for no other book and no other podcast and no other resource and nothing else because that, that, I'm just busy, I'm slammed, at the end of the day, I'm still going to read one book. That's the Bible. I'm going to read that book. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep going back to it. i got to keep planting it in my heart. I want to know what is God saying? What is he thinking? What is he feeling? What's truth? And the more that I engage and plant the truth, the authentic truth, the more I can sniff out the counterfeit. I love this analogy, but maybe you've heard it before. If you're trying to figure out what's fake, you don't spend a lot of time with what's fake. You spend a lot of time with what's real, and then fake becomes really obvious right? 
So the more you engage God's word, the more the lies of culture become glaringly obvious. If you, uh, it's no shame, it's just like a, a personal assessment test, not going to make you admit it. If you've ever watched a movie or a series on, uh, you know, some one of the streaming services right now that are just committed to pumping garbage into us, if you watch something, you're like, oh, I love that show. And someone's like, actually, it's got blah, 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 blah in it. And you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't notice. You know, just go start reading the Bible more, right? Because chances are high that you didn't notice it because it didn't stick out to you. And it didn't stick out to you because you, re- you, you, didn't, you didn't have anything to compare it to, right? So this is not trying to be, I'm not trying to like punk you or got you or make you feel bad. I just, this is just a good, honest assessment. If I'm not picking out the dramas and issues in, in culture, the newsreels. If, if people are sharing stuff, you're like, what's wrong with that? Like, okay, just, you, we got to get to the word. This is what allows me to have a comparison view to try and go, lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not true. No, no, no. It's not just because some people are smarter and get it. No, no, it's God's word. And then I can, I just, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like God. That's off. Right? And that is, and my, my parents, just for any, any parents out there too, one of the things my parents did and we do with our girls is if we're watching something together and I see one of those things, you know, one of those lies come through in some show, in some video, series, movie, whatever it is, I pause it. And I say, hey, girls, did you notice what they just said? No, I just thought it was funny, right? Like half the time, that, that's a kid, right? That's, that's, it is, right? But that's what parents do. You teach your kids, right? That's our responsibility, right? We are going to put the right things into our kids. We're going to help them see. This is the role of parenting. More involvement, not less. Sign up for Awaken Academy, okay? Get your kids into an atmosphere that is going to teach them the Word of God, right? Um, but we'll, we'll go, hey, do you see that? Do you, did you notice what just happened? No, I, I missed it. Oh, no, I glossed over, right? Well, most of the time we live that way. We're just letting all these messages come in, and we never second guess to go, oh, what did they actually just say there? Oh, what was, the, what was the, the lie they're trying to spin in that conversation? But if we don't, if we don't call it out, especially when you're discipling and developing uh, your kids, then they'll just kind of keep receiving these messages. It'll slowly desensitize them. Before you know it, they'll, they, will, they won't be able to discern right from wrong, truth from lies, right? So, but as an adult, you don't have somebody doing that for you when you're just watching the latest series. So the way you do that is you get in this. You get in God's word. You allow that to just soak into your, plant it into your life, amen? All right. Number four, okay. Number three, just kidding. I heard someone say three, okay. Keep me on track. See, I don't do points a lot. It's just... It's a big thing for me, you know. Am I doing good? Thank you. That's good. I appreciate the encouragement. Okay, number three is pour. So we plow, we plant, and then we pour. Pour, pour water on the seed, right, to get it to grow, right? So the water pouring out worship, pouring out uh, faith. 
When God is giving you a word and that seed is planted in, then you begin to release faith. You begin to worship. You begin to lean in. And you, get in, you begin to apply obedience, right? It, the, the way you water the seed of God's word. What has God said to you? What has he said in his word? I water it in worship. I water it in prayer. I water it with obedience. I water it, right? Uh, by, by leaning into this thing and say, okay, God, I need you to, to begin to grow this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part in that, right? I'm not going to ne- neglect. The Bible says that we will not neglect your word. I love that statement. Uh, we're not going to neglect your word. I'm not going to just go, oh, yeah, I got this word at men's prayer. I got this word at, at women's prayer. And, you know, oh, I just, I forgot about it. You know, whatever. Moved on. No, if God has spoken to you, come on, don't neglect the word. When, when you're reading God's word and he, he highlights something to you, come on, grab onto that. Highlight it. Quote it. Post it somewhere. Do something. Grab onto God's word and begin to water in faith and rehearse it and, and, and quote it and memorize it and get it on the inside of you in a really big way. Amen? And the last thought is this, is to persevere. You, you know, the scripture at the beginning that there will be seed time and harvest. The truth is there is a time factor to the seed that is being planted in the seed of God's word in your life. There is time. I don't really like that part of it, but there is a, that's a reality. An honest like farmer or florist is not going to plant a seed today, wake up tomorrow and go, what the heck? Where's the plant? Where's the harvest? Come on, what happened? No, no, because there's time. We know there's a process that this seed has to go through to then produce the life, Right? But there's time involved. So there's got to be perseverance and patience to stay with it and to keep trusting it and to not kind of abort the process. You know, um, I thought about this because, you know, when you have a, a kid with, uh, who's like doing some little science project, they got a little cup, styrofoam cup, they got the dirt in there, they put the seed in, they put it on the windowsill, right? And of course, a little kid, like every day is like, what's wrong? Why isn't it growing? What's happening? You know, like, are you sure? I remember as a kid, like digging to try to make sure the seed was in there, you know. Of course, then you kind of break the process. And, but I, I don't know if you've ever had your kid do it, and you're like, and as an adult, you're like, actually, why hasn't this produced anything? Like, maybe there actually isn't something in there. And so then you as the adult go start digging around, oh, crap, it is in there. You know what I mean? Like, right, because we can get impatient with the process of the seed growing and the plant breaking through the soil and the whole deal. And if we're not careful, we'll keep restarting the process. Oh, shoot. We got to replant the seed again because we kept digging it up. You know what I mean? And, and we, we, we know that moment when God spoke and we were at that service and we were at that conference and, and we were at the altar and this, it's like the word got planted into our heart and we know it's there. But then as time goes on, we start doubting, man, did it really get planted? I mean, I mean, I know I got the recording, because this church is so good about recording everything, you know, like, someone might be getting a word, record it, you know, like, I love that, right, and we're sending it everywhere, everyone's like, make sure you watch this, right, but we have the recording and everything, we're still like, I don't know if it's there, maybe I should dig it up, maybe I should move on, I mean, I've been watering this ground, I'm seeing nothing, I'm watering it, I'm watering it, nothing's happening, maybe I should just move on, maybe I need to find another word, we can get like, I need a fresh word junkie, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to like at a, a prophetic and setting, it's like, oh, God's already spoke to you, just keep watering it. 
Stay patient. Trust God. I've actually gotten in trouble by the Holy Spirit because I keep asking for another word. Because he's like, you already know what I said to you. Just do that. You're good. Just hold on to that word. Water that word. You don't need another seed. It's already in the ground. It's going to produce what I sent it to do. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish that for which I sent it, right? And so in our lives, we got to persevere in this moment. Don't dig up the seed. Don't abandon the process. Amen? Why don't you stand with me to your feet? You know, when uh, Katie and I had first made the move, going on about eight years ago now, down from Seattle down here, it was a big step. We were full of faith. You know what I mean? Like, all right, coming down to San Diego. They're like, you guys got jobs down there? No. Trust in God. You know, got a word. Okay, cool. Um, you know, like everyone's trying to figure it out. And I was just full of faith. I'm good. I know the seeds in the ground. Like, we, we, we left. Katie's feeling confident. I'm confident. We know God's in it. He's confirmed it a thousand times. That's the seed. It's in the ground. We're like, yes. We're standing on it. We're excited about it. And then some time gets in. You know what I mean? And little, little, little uh, uncertainty begins to build. And it's so easy to go, man, is it really in the ground? Did, did God really tell us to come down here? Man, did he know that we were leaving our jobs and coming to one of the most expensive cities in the nation? Like, he, I wonder if he did the calculations or not. You know what I mean? Like, was that really God? We did, did we just want sunshine? You know what I mean? Like, what was, you know? And... But we, what we did is we grabbed a hold of all the prophetic words that we'd received that had confirmed it. I mean, God was way too generous almost with confirming San Diego, Pastor Leanne, get down there now. You know, like we're like, okay, we'll do it. You know, we knew it was God. We felt confident about it. And, but then when, when you start wondering and second guessing questions, we pull the list back out and remind myself, okay, this is what God said. This is what God said. Come on, babe. This is what God said, right? We pray together. We believe you're a fight back for it. Come on. We just got to keep watering this seed. And we water it in worship. And we water it with tears. And we water it with faith. And we water it with, with trust in God. And we persevere, right? And we stay in it. Don't dig up the seed. Don't abandon the process. Don't shortcut what God is trying to do in your life. If he said it, he's going to do it. Come on, somebody. If he said it, he's going to do it. Amen. If you feel you needed that word today, just go ahead and lift up your hands. Let me just pray for you guys. Thank you, Jesus. God, we love you. We love your word. It's so good to us. It's full of light. It's full of hope, full of joy, full of truth, full of peace, full of courage, full of power. God, we thank you for your word that never fails never lets us down, never, ne never disappoints. It will accomplish. We thank you that your word will accomplish what you sent it to do. God, I thank you right now for every single one of us in this room. Maybe there's been a seed of God's word from the past, and I felt this in the first service as well as this, where there was, there was words spoken, there was dreams dreamed, there was, you know God spoke about a, a thing, you know he said something about about, you know, something to do or to go after or to believe for. And if you're honest, it's like you forgot that that seed's in the ground or you moved on or you 
But God's just saying, come on, I need you to trust me again. I need you to go back to the seed. I need you to water it. I need you to trust. I need you to fight for it. I need you to believe for it and not give up on the seed because it will produce. It is certain. The seed is certain. The seed is certain. There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with the word of God. There's nothing wrong with the power. It is still good. It is still true. It is still powerful. It will fulfill that for which it was sent. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, I pray for courage for my friends, for peace, for joy. God, in the waiting, God, I pray you refresh our soul. You, you renew our strength as we're in the, the waiting and the persevering for things to be fulfilled. God, I thank you for the promises that you made. And we know, God, that your promises are good because you're good. You make good promises, and you're a good God and how you complete them. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Well, we're about to dismiss, but before we do, could I have you guys one more time in kind of a moment of self-reflection, bow your heads, close your eyes, because I get to ask my favorite question at the end of the service here. The most important question that every human has to answer is who is your Savior? Who's the Lord of your life? Is it you or have you surrendered your life to Jesus? He's the only one who can take the sin and death from your life. He's the only one. No other good works, no other substitute, no other, no other self-help. Only Jesus can take away the stain and the poison that sin has left in our life. The good news is we just turn to him, we surrender our life to him, say, Jesus, I'm following you. You're my Lord. I'm no longer my Lord. Satan's not my Lord. My Lord is Jesus, and I surrender to you. In that moment, he saves you. He'll heal you. He'll forgive you. He'll set you free. He'll, he'll wipe away the sin from your life, and you'll be a, a different person. The Bible calls it being born again, right? You're born again as you put your faith in Jesus. So in the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hand if that's you. It could be one in here. It could be a dozen. It could be more. I don't know. But if there's one, I don't want to miss this moment. I don't want to end this service without asking the question and giving you a chance to respond to Jesus. So if you say, Sammy, pray with me. I know I'm not right with God. I know I'm away from him. I need him to save me. I need him to heal me. I need him to forgive me. If that's you on the count of three, just lift up your hand. One, two, three. Just go and lift up your hand. Let me know who I'm praying with. Awesome. Come on, boldly lift it up. So I know. Amazing. Anybody else? You say, that's me. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Awesome. You know, he's, he's speaking to you right now, calling you out right now, wants to heal you, wants to bring you close. Anybody else? Awesome. Here's what we're going to do. As a church family, we're all going to pray together. Those who raise your hand or maybe even about to, I want you just to pray this with boldness and conviction that he loves you. He's saving you right now and bringing you close to him. So everyone say this. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin. 
and raise him from the dead to give me life. Today, I choose to turn from my sin and follow you with all my heart. Jesus, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to do your will. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is, that is formative. Bye for now.